0: Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bans.
1: So what are we doing? Are we going to go, um, just start rambling and then go into it?
0: Well, I think, are you going to say welcome?
1: We just, yeah, that's what I mean. Are, so, you... are we going to do one of those random intros and then go into with a formal intro?
0: Go on, do, do your formal intro. What the formal intro?
1: Welcome back to Verbal Diary. That sort of thing, yeah?
0: Yeah, do it. Do it.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to ad-lib on this. Uh, okay. I'll leave a little bit of a gap for your editing.
0: It's all right, this is all making it into the podcast. All of it? Right, some. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, let's let's just get into it then. Welcome back to Verbal Diary with me, Cy Jobling, and my friend on the other side, James Norton. Hello,
0: hello, hello, hello. Hasn't it been a while? It feels like it's been a long time. Far too long. I've been missing you, Simon.
1: Oh, I've always missed your embraces. You are uh, a <laughs> you're you're a big part of my life now, James. We have, it's been far too long since we have done the verbal diary thing.
0: Indeed, indeed.
1: Um, And yeah, I think for the benefit of our listeners, or listener, as it is at the moment, uh, we should probably recap on what this is all about, don't you?
0: Well, is it a recap or a reimagining?
1: I think it's a reset. This is a classic new year, new thing that we're going to do. Do your thing. Um, Do my thing. So yeah, last year we had our season one, I think you called it in the end where we talked about a range of topics, most of them pretty boring, I imagine, for most people. Um, and then we tried a, a recovery, and we got one episode in. Then it went to quiet again. Uh, we had our Christmas breaks, and then what we thought were, well, you came up with some great ideas on how to restart, reset this thing. Did I? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your uh, your suggestions and how we verbalise our diaries? eyes?
0: Um, I might use an actual bit of English to do this with. Is that okay? Go on. Just um, uh, wait so, me. So basically, uh, I, I took inspiration from the very name of our own podcast. In, I felt that um, what we should really be doing is a diary show of some description, not not a sort of dear diary, um, but some sort of diary show. So, that we should verbalise our, our diary-like thoughts. So we. This, you, you seem to suggest it was all my idea, but I think between us, we came up with a, a little bit of a refreshed format, something that might give us a little bit more uh, exciting stuff to chat about and allow us, when we don't have anything that, that, that's that exciting, to just do a nice short podcast, keep in contact with our wonderful listeners, and uh, and that's it, really. So are, are we revealing the format, or, or do we just do it and then people will work it out? I, I don't know how, we, how this works. We, I think we can
1: suggest how we intend to structure our format. Okay. Whether it works, we don't know. and it, I think it will come out in the wash a little bit more.
0: So we've got a new weekly format. I guarantee it will last at least one week, which is this week, this very episode you're listening to. Um, guarantee. What happens next week is actually anyone's guess, but we will do our best. Um, so we, we've, we've got a new idea to record weekly. We're going to be looking to get the episodes out middle of every week. I'm going to say middle second half. I'm going to say Thursday, even the though latter half of the week. E- yes. Even though Thursday, oh, I don't know. It could be Wednesday. Could be Thursday. We, we haven't yet decided exactly which day, but whichever day this lands in your podcast player of choice, that uh, is likely to be the day that the next episode lands next week. If we can keep with our weekly format for more than one week, this being week one. Anyway, um, and as more of a diary thing, we're going to we're going to sort of talk a little bit more about stuff that's happened. For us, during the week, stuff that we 've done, stuff that we 've seen um, so why don't we, why, why don't we dive in and talk about the week let's do it, but let's in reality it. we haven't spoken for about three months on the podcast, so officially we can if we haven't spoken officially, yeah for three months, <laughs> so this week will actually be quite a long time it 's not just this week, so then let me start off how was How was your Christmas and new year mr Mr Simon? Oh Mr. Simon. Mr. Simon, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) We'll
1: we'll go with that as well, why not? My Christmas break was wonderful. I took two weeks off from work and just enjoyed relaxing with my family. We made no plans whatsoever. Um, But then we did do things on a very ad hoc basis. A little bit like this podcast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was good. We just sort of relaxed, went days out. And ate lots and drank lots, and then came back and felt like a fat mess. So um getting back on the fitness regime as well.
0: Very good. Yes, I've been noticing that you seem to have an awful lot of workouts being completed every day. I get notifications on my Apple Watch every time you do something at all physical, and it seems to be a lot. Of, it's, it's like about five times a day at the moment.
1: It's getting pretty active. Well, I did actually get an upgrade for Christmas as well, so that was quite nice, quite quite welcomed. Um, I'm now on a Series Three Apple Watch, so I've noticed with I'm not sure how if it's di- what's well, different in the watchOS, but it it detects my morning walks, whereas previously I just didn't record it at all. So if oh. I'm walking to the office and walking home, then after I think about ten minutes, it, it prompts me and says, "Oh, do you want us to record this walk for you?" I'm thinking, "Well, why not?"
0: So it, so it automatically does does track um, uh, workouts even if you don't necessarily start it. Things like walking. But th- today, just to give you an idea of the spam notifications you're generating right now for me, um I got I've had, so far today I had one, two, three, four, five notifications from you about your activity. Apparently wow. you won two two awards this morning. At 8 21 you finished a workout. At 10 07 you finished a workout, and at 10 27 you finished a workout. Now if that's all true, well, then next time I see you you know physically in the flesh so to speak i'm assuming you're going to be you know super buff
1: well you can assume all that you want you should never assume anything in tech you should know this by now uh no that is true i mean this morning i did do a workout i did a rowing challenge which we're doing um across some of of our friends um also did a one and a half mile into inside run i think it was so yeah there's a lot more activity that is intended as well rather than just the average daily walk in um let's see how long it lasts not like the podcast <laughs> <laughs> this week i can guarantee i'll be doing fitness
0: <laughs> today you can guarantee you did a workout exactly <laughs> sounds about right but no
1: it, it's good um, you know good intentions let's see what happens
0: it's more for,
1: it was for weight loss but it's actually just more just to be more active
0: oh, fair enough fair enough,
1: fair
0: enough. Mm. i i'm as you well know very keen on being more active so indeed how's yours going are you doing much so should we move on let's move on then <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I i i was i was doing a little bit of um additional movement i i, I struggle to say exercise or workout um but but since the christmas break i haven't yet uh resumed that uh yeah so fair enough each to their own like so so yeah, so I'm, I'm very get... pleased you had a you had a good Christmas. You got yourself an upgrade on your Apple Watch, so I'm, I'm pleased mm-hmm. about that as well because you you really needed that. Your previous one was uh, pretty bashful, unusable up. indeed.
1: So, how about how was yours Christmas? Tell me about yours.
0: Mine was pretty fantastic, thank you. I had Ooh. a l- I also had two weeks out of the office. I, I don't remember the last time I had a two week holiday. I, I took plenty of time off when my when, when my little one was born a few years back, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that a holiday. Um, The last time I had two weeks out of the office for an actual break where I didn't have to think about really anything particularly challenging or new, I think was when I got married, and that's going back quite a long time, actually, further than I like to think. So um, it it was just lovely to have a couple of weeks off. It's been very, very difficult to fully return to um, full activity, should we say, both mentally and physically. Yeah.
1: I concur. It is. It is refreshing. Let's say
0: <laughs> refreshing. Did you feel refreshed? A little bit more refreshed. Yes. So, what's been happening this week for you, uh, Simon? Anything exciting um, specifically in the last week or so? In the last week,
1: um, we had a weekend away in London, which doesn't sound like a weekend away when I work here. Um, but my my lady, my good lady, joined me. We went to see a theatre show at the Harold Pinter Theatre. Right. There. Um, They're reviving some of his old plays on the 10th anniversary of him passing. Um, And they've brought in a lot of celebrities to support and endorse it. Um, So yeah, we went to see the Celebration Party show on Saturday night, which was very, very good. Um, We enjoyed that. Um, And that's pretty much the highlight of the week, I think. Um, Hmm. Yeah, typical daily stuff going on, but I think that's probably the best highlight from last week. Okay. How about you?
0: Yeah, so the last week hasn't been that exciting. The week before was exciting, but we didn't do a podcast last week, so I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about you, that. You, you can talk about that if you okay, want. Okay, okay. So, um, so we, um, me and my good lady wife, had a, uh, a trip as well. Nice. Not to London. We went to Paris.
1: So you went up further.
0: We went, we went to Paris for a couple of days, which was really rather excellent. We had uh, some fantastic food. Uh, we went to a very nice exhibition and had a really good walk around Paris. We saw all of the protests, the Gilets Jaunes
1: protests, really? um, or
0: some of it in, on, on the Champs-Elysees, which was right quite interesting, a huge police presence in Paris, but that was um, uh, good. And then, uh, And then the night before we went to Paris, we actually went to see Hamilton, Wow. Um, the uh, West End show? Indeed, even though it's in Victoria. Um, it's, i have still called it a West End show, uh, which I have to say is, well, I think it's the best show I've ever seen. Um, wow, that's an accolade. Absolutely, astoundingly good. Um, absolutely loved it and would strongly recommend to anyone that you go and see it. Um, so, so that, that was, that was really, really exciting. Um, over the last week specifically opened a new game for the switch yesterday, actually. Oh really? Um, Yeah. So, um, you a gamer. I didn't see you as a gamer. No, I'm not a gamer, but I really enjoy playing the odd game. So got a switch specifically to play super Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay. Wonderful game. I played it beginning to end. I haven't quite finished it all, but, uh, played, i sunk so many hours into that game. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Also wanted to play um, Mario Kart with my with my little one and and friends and stuff, which has been great fun. Um, a few other games that I've really enjoyed, but we we got uh, um, over Christmas actually, though we didn't open it until just now. Uh, Super Mario Party, I think it's called, okay, Not which sure is more of a sort of party game thing. Uh, And I was playing it with my little one yesterday for about two hours, and we loved it. Nice. So
1: So what does that game entail, Pup Party?
0: So we we did this thing where you're in a rowing boat, and you have to use the Joy-Cons to to simulate rowing, and then you go through all these mini-games. Okay. Um and it's collaborative. So in the mini games sometimes you have to work together. Um, sometimes you're competing. And it's just really good fun and it's really, really simple gameplay. My little one doesn't like more complex games. She she likes Mario Kart, she likes a few other things, but this absolutely fit her perfectly. So it's super simple to play. Doesn't really need you don't need to practice at it. you don't really get good at it. It's it's just a thing everything's really simple, but it's really fun. Um, and it's exact for me, it's exactly the sort of reason I bought the Switch in the first place, which was, it's just a fun distraction on a weekend when we had no plans. So nice. it was great. We really enjoyed it. We loved it. And, and I look forward to playing some more next time we get the chance. Okay. So, so that, that's, that's, that's sort of it, really. That's what, I like about stuff.
1: that's what I like about the Switch, though. It brings out the inner child in us. And you should be social playing rather than online. My um, my lad is he's big gamer now. He's got his Xbox One and plays a lot of the the big games of the time. So he's moved over to oh the Star Wars Battlefront 2, I think it is, right. um, which is purely online. So he's always calling his friends and playing them online. They're not playing together like we did in the 90s before the internet. Um, I know exactly showing my age a little bit. Um, but then with the Switch. They're, more, they're encouraged to be close to each other and actually play in the same room. And I, I think that changes the dynamics a little bit more. And especially when you've got such innocent games like Mario, mm. it, it, just, it just makes it a little bit more, you know, fun
0: rather than serious. That yeah, it was great. She was just screaming her head off at certain points. Like, come on, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. Great. That's exactly That's what I wanted from the uh, from that great. purchase. So really happy with that. Good. Nice. So,
1: cool. What else do we want to talk about then? What so, else have you been up to?
0: Well, nothing really. I think we should move on. I think we should move on. I think that we've we've covered our weeks. Sounds
1: um,
0: good. And the ne- the next part of the show is this a show? Are we in, are we doing a show?
1: It's a dot show domain. So let's just go with it for now.
0: Verbal diary with Cyan James. Awesome. The next part of the show in our new revised um, uh, format is um, I thought we could talk about the article of the week. Which is a terrible name for a segment. So we're not going to name our segments, are we? We don't want to name them. No,
1: no, no. We'll find some wordplay to fill it later.
0: Mm. Um, So um, the idea is that uh, we, you and I, we read loads online. We see loads of uh, news and interesting stuff. I thought, okay, I will. I do that. (laughs) Um, Do you do that? Mm.
1: Maybe not as much as I could or should, but yeah, I do.
0: Okay, so. in this little section, we're each going to take it in turns to sort of highlight something interesting that we've read or seen or heard of or, or whatever. And it's my turn this week. Excellent. And I actually sent this to you, but you said you haven't read it, which is quite good because it gives me a chance to send it to you again. Um, I've been reading a bunch of articles recently about uh, different ways of working, things like open plan offices, etc. Uh, and there was something I came across that said, um, uh, this is quite interesting, um, and it's an article about collaboration. Okay, I've got it. And it, uh, Have you got it? Yep. Okay. So it's about paragraph six or something. Uh, it says, rather than improving their own performance, mediocre employees socially isolate top performance. Just that, that, that. That to me was really, really interesting. And this is on a, a website called inc.com, INC.com. Link will be in the show notes. Um, I'll say that again. Rather than improving their own performance, mediocre employees socially isolate top performers. I think mm. it really, really interesting. And that the whole conceit of this relatively short article is that um, collaboration is. is Apparently, this 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 big thing. Everyone wants to collaborate, etc., etc., etc. But there's been a study in applied psychology um, that a collaborative work environment can make top performers feel miserable and socially isolated. So, so um, is collaboration a an an all positive affair? Um, But is that one little piece from there that that I found really interesting? And I just thought it might be interesting to reflect on from our own experience. you know, in, in in the teams you've worked with, do you think that top performers tend to drag the more sort of middling performers up, or or is it more the other way around? I mean, what, what's your view on that?
1: It's a very interesting point to be honest, because we both work in um, an open plan office um, to mixed sort of results as well. I'm I'm a big fan of collaboration, obviously, like yourself. And I do find the fact that when you've got multiple teams in a similar environment, conversations will be overheard, um, and that for me is the, the 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 pro of working in open plan office. You know, if we've got multiple teams in the same environment or working on similar applications and similar software engineering, they someone might be discussing a specific problem or a specific solution and then someone will overhear that and go oh we we had that situation the other week or the other month um have a look at this or whatever it might be that for me is what it it demonstrates a good working environment however comma the (laughs) the the downside to the open plan is distraction so the exactly same situation you have a team of people working together trying to solve a problem other teams that are surrounding them or other engineers, as individuals as well, will be pulled into the conversation when, without even wanting to be part of that conversation. They may even overhear it and feel obliged to even respond to some of the points that have been raised. And that can have a detrimental effect to their own productivity as well. So if you've got multiple streams of work going on, um, which again we can discuss later, but the point being you've got different um, – uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Different goals, different focus different different you know what we're trying to solutions we're going to get out of what we're doing in the day. the moment someone gets distracted by a conversation, that will completely affect their context and lose focus, and then that affects their productivity um, and I've seen it happen quite a lot lately where people don't particularly want to get involved in the conversation but feel like they should just to help other people out. So going back to your point about high performers and mid-performers and that sort of stuff, I do find that the 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 more senior engineers, or in our environment specifically with tech and software engineering, that the more high flyers will have to con- um, contribute a lot more of their time to the, 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 the lower end of the spectrum, um, and that affects their productivity. Then you could argue, what is their role in that environment as well?
0: Mm. Tangent. I mean, I guess... From my perspective, I, I think I think I've seen both sides of the coin here. So I've seen times when um, you get top performers who are genuinely able to drag um, yeah. lesser performers, should we say, mm-hmm. uh, along with them and, and increase the level of everyone around them. Yeah. And I think that that uh, in our work environment we try and encourage that, uh, which, which seems obvious. Um, but I don't think everyone would try and encourage that we, we genuinely do um, but I don't know if it always works out um, and I've also seen the opposite where uh, teams are are really being held back and, and top performers are being held back by those around them and I mm. think the the thing for me to recognise in that is that people perform in different ways not just at different levels so if you're someone who it, performs your duties so to speak um in a naturally in a collaborative way and wanting other people to upskill etc then that, that that's great if you're naturally someone who is is perhaps a bit more of a lone innovator and really strides ahead and wants to do their own thing it can be very hard to to achieve in an environment that expects you to bring others forwards so this article, whilst interesting, I, I I only sort of half agree with this point. Um, from my own experience, I I just think it's a brilliant conceit—the idea that let's let's question these these sort of business norms that are being created, particularly in tech. Is collaboration always a good idea? Um, I, I'm sort of interested to get some wider viewpoints on that as well. Mm. I think
1: we should reach out to other people. Another example I've got with this. Um I mean, we are, within engineering, we have sort of different levels, to say whether you're a mid-level, senior, lead, blah, blah, blah. I've I've seen more recently, for example, a senior engineer flying ahead, building stuff, high quality, blah, 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 you know, really focused on doing all the development, but neglecting his surrounding team that are not as highly skilled as him. And whilst he's delivering and demonstrating, you know, a high-performing engineer, he's not demonstrating the breadth of his skills. By bringing everyone else up to speed with him as well, um, and we have got certain people that are de- would definitely benefit from spending more time with him. So I, I actually had a conversation with him last week and said, "Look, really appreciate all the effort you put in, but I'd really prefer you to focus your energy, training and coaching now, um, slow down a little bit on you know delivery focus and focus on the the the, the team dynamics a little bit more as well." Um, and he took that feedback on board really well, which was you know quite helpful from someone in our role, in my role. Um, but it does demonstrate the difference. We know with engineering that, you know, that they love to get their headphones on, heads down, write code, work remotely, and all these other sort of amazing paradigms that should work. But the reality is, there's a mix of approaches that just, they, it depends on your environment. It depends on the people you're working with, I think.
0: Mm. I mean, I, I, a topic for another time in one that we should probably come back to is you. You're, you've got this high performer who mm. perhaps isn't a cultural fit. But let's discuss that culture. Let's work out, or let, let's discuss is is that a, actually a good culture for building software, or are you better? Are you offering more value to your business by taking this person and really setting them loose and letting them go wild, build the stuff that they're building, do it in the way they do which obviously is to a very high standard mm. so it's an interesting debate um i think in different not environments we're going to solve now no
1: well i mean this this guy comes from an agency background and that's very delivery focused you know obviously like tight deadlines tight budgets to get things done when you're working in-house in a team with a range of teams that um have a bit more luxury let's say in deadlines um that's when the culture shifts and it's not all about deadlines and time. It's about quality and you know skills and ups- upskilling around you rather than just yourself as well. So I think, yeah, we should probably put a pin in this conversation for another time. But going back to your point about, you know, open plan offices and collaboration and stuff like that, it does really depend on the, the, the company culture you're working
0: in. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm. I think that's fair. Well, we'll have a link to that article um, uh, that I mentioned in the show notes. And let us know what you think. Is yeah. it, it, are top performers held back by others sometimes, at least? Mm. Let's find out.
1: Let's find out. Verbal Diary with Sian James.
0: Cool. What's next?
1: So you had another idea. Well, we, we had a joint idea, I think, more your side of having a picture of the week. Hmm. Again, brilliant title for a segue. (laughs) We need to think about these things.
0: For a segue? Picture of the the Week. Are you worried that Picture of the Week isn't a very good segment title? It probably could be elaborate. Well, it's pretty...
1: Apologies, headset fell off.
0: Okay. Are you worried that Picture of the Week isn't a very good segment title?
1: I think I think it's pretty clear. It says what does what it says on the tin. We probably need to find something a bit more uh, fun, though. Anyway, I think you the, the, the also, bigger problem sorry. the bigger problem is this is an audio podcast, and we're going to talk about a visual
0: thing. Perfect. What can go wrong? So go on. You said you had a good picture for me. So, um, yes,
1: I mean, I'm I'm not sure about yourself, but I do use Instagram quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say it quite a lot. In bursts, let's say. So I'll have a week where I'm, I'm on it and then a week where I might not be. But I took a photo um, a couple of days ago of some taxidermy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this might I'm, divide people.
0: I may have seen this photo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um, what should, should I should I describe the image to you? I think you should. Yeah, so th- there are actually two images um, on an Instagram post, but I'll focus on one of them, which is a stuffed pigeon in a box surrounded by vegetation and, you know, fake plants. But it's actually about 104 years old, we worked out. Okay. So my wife has been decorating our house over the last six months or so she's gone for this sort of I want to say 19th century look Um, very oldie worldie sort of stuff and she was determined to get some taxidermy she even asked for some for Christmas but I was pretty adamant that I would not buy dead animals for our house Um, specifically for the reason that my children wouldn't appreciate it as well however she did go to an antique shop um, last week I think it was maybe the week before She found a couple of dead birds in boxes and decided to buy them for our house. Um, To mixed feedback, I mean, the kids were a little bit shocked at first when they saw them, but then they kind of realised, okay, they died of natural causes and they don't look that creepy, but it is a pigeon. And I have always described pigeons as rats of the sky um they don't serve much purpose to us however back in the world war they were very useful um this is not our time obviously so we've nicknamed our pigeon speckled jim in honor of uh, the great blackadder um, yes so yeah the image is pretty obvious a side portrait of a pigeon stuck in a box and um I encourage you to have a look at my Instagram feed to see it in all its glory. I'll put it in the show notes as well.
0: So this is now in your home?
1: It is in my home, yes. Where is
0: it in your home?
1: It's in our hallway. We've got, we've got one on one side and one on the other. So we're, we're sandwiched between two dead birds as you walk through the room.
0: <laughs> okay. And what um that, tell, tell me a bit more about taxidermy. How, how does taxidermy actually work?
1: you're asking the wrong person you're asking the wrong person because my wife is probably the expert in this um but effectively the animal dies of natural causes um you rip out all the internal organs stuff it with something that doesn't decay um Mm. and then preserve them in a a box where air doesn't get into it as well so in a glass dome or in a glass box or something like that um yeah and to be fair it looks pretty not pretty just looks pretty you know well looked after but the concept of stuffing an animal and putting it in a box and then keeping it in your home which i mean i joked about using our put doing it with our pets that we already have and the kids went no, no 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 don't do that i'm joking don't worry but technically we could do this and then you'll preserve your pets forever
0: so so it's in a box Okay, and can you open the box or is it sealed up in that box?
1: I believe it's sealed. I wouldn't want to open it just in case um it's quite you know it's it's in its place it's it's respected let's say in here in the in the property respected by some <laughs> as i say okay. I, I'm not the biggest fan of this, but <laughs> i've been I've been told. <laughs>
0: I think I think it's magnificent that that you have this I think it's it's fantastic. Um okay that's that's See interesting. It. So what what's been the response to this on Instagram have you had a bunch of people liking it or not liking it's, it there was been very there? little
1: interaction there's been only been about 5 likes which suggests it's not a very hot topic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah okay well I can I can sort of buy that. Um exactly. And is this something that your wife is very sort of? Uh, she, does she love it?
1: She loves it. Yeah. She, if she had her way, she'd have more than just these two around the house. Bear in mind, we've got quite an old building, um, and the decor is of an era of a very old era as well. So we're trying to embrace that.
0: I'm actually just trying to find the photo on Instagram because I did see it. How do I? Yeah. If you go to
1: Instagram.com/sidejobling, use... and it's the second image
0: at the moment. Oh, yes, here we go, here we go, here we go. It is magnificent. Um, I don't have a lot to say on this because I'm... mm. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I knew it'd divide people. That's why I was keen to bring it up. But, yes, it's not my (laughs) finest hour.
0: (laughs) it's, It's an interesting photo as well. You have a very obvious reflection of a light.
1: And in probably photo. my head at one point, I think as well. Oh, yeah.
0: really? Um, oh, yes, I can. Uh, can ah, yes, I can see your. I can certainly see your hands holding a camera. Um,
1: as I say, with the glass perspex, it's difficult to get a good I- good image of that.
0: <laughs> well, that's quite a that's quite a thing to have in your house. I wonder if it smells. That's why I was asking I about
1: the sealed box. Wouldn't want to find out. Generally, animals do smell. H- how does Human it? Smell.
0: Why doesn't it decompose?
1: I don't know. We need to do some research, probably, just to find out why and how they stay like that forever. Because I'd expect them to shrivel up or sink into themselves or, like you say, just rot away. But they don't. I think it's because air generally does that to things. So the fact it's closed off is probably a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I did wonder. Hmm. Hmm. Well hmm Well, that's quite a picture.
1: Quite a picture. And we will put it in the uh, show notes and maybe even the artwork or something.
0: I'll definitely make it into the show notes, that's for sure.
1: Indeed. Um, so, that there's my image of the week, or picture of the week, sorry.
0: Picture of the week, eh? Okay, good. Well, I think um, it, it, we should probably tell our listeners that um, we'll be alternating between doing the picture or the article of the week, so we won't have one each each week. Um we will instead alternate through. So next week, you can look forward to my picture of the week, which um, we'll see. I've already got some good candidates, even though the week hasn't started. So yes, I'm cheating, but I don't care. I
1: I can't wait to see what you come up with. Great. So
0: Great. Um, should we wrap it up? I think we should. Yeah, I think we should as well. I
1: mean, think that, that's a, that's a good good time. So what we're we doing, we're we wrapping up officially. Should I do the uh, the obvious? Do the socials. Do the socials. Righto. So if you want to get in contact with us, um, find our, maybe some of the images, teasers. Um, You can get hold of me on Twitter as at Cy. You can get hold of James at Nortals. Or you can do us collectively as at Verbal Diary Show. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Google. We've got uh, the podcast and all the popular podcatchers, um, iTunes, Google Play, all that sort of stuff and yeah get in touch we'd love to get some reactions to the open plan office collaboration topic maybe some thoughts on the photo the photo of the week get in touch and let us know what this format sounds like to you as well cool uh, yeah are we done we're done